Welcome to the Fantasy Gorilla Show with Trader Joe, your underground swag spot for fantasy baseball points leagues, dynasty, and redraft. The Fantasy Gorilla Show is powered by the Weekly Streamer, where sharks go for dynasty advice in the fantasy baseball universe. The Gorilla Show theme music is Giant Eagle Beats from Main Street Music Studios. All the fantasy gorillas know to hit your boy Trader Joe. If you're trying to win your league, I will help you take the gold points league master. Show you where the aces go. Welcome to the podcast. Now we're going to play the show. Show, show, show. Yo, yo, what is good, fam? It is your boy, Trader Joe, and I need to welcome y'all to the Fantasy Gorilla Show, powered by, as always, the Shark Tank of the Weekly Streamer. Make sure you are in the Weekly Streamer Facebook group. Even if you're not on Facebook, get yourself a Facebook account if you play fantasy baseball, and then join that group. Unique stuff going on in there. It is just bananas for all of your dynasty needs. You're gonna have those deep dives in the far deep dives in the farm systems that ain't nobody heard of, and you're gonna dominate your dynasty leagues by doing so. And it is an honor to bring you the Fantasy Gorilla Show under that umbrella with the pencil necks over there, the fantasy pencil necks over there at the weekly streamer rising. Also, make sure that you catch the weekly streamer Dynasty Baseball podcast, too. Hey, it's big. If y'all just subscribe on these podcasts and just listen once in a while, pick up a nugget here or there, it is huge for us. It's huge. So do your thing and support some real fantasy baseball podcasts. Get up in there. Fantasy Gorilla Show, powered by the weekly streamer. And, of course, make sure you got this one subscribed. It's a huge help. You know, I, if I just had as, like half as many subscriptions as I did listens, your boy would be actually making some bread talking fantasy baseball with you. Help get these episodes out a little bit more frequently, if you know what I'm saying. Life is busy. But I love you all, so I do this on the love. Today's episode. We are going to be talking about auction game, auction strategy. And you know that the Fantasy Gorilla Show, powered by the Weekly Streamer, is a points league dynasty podcast, dynasty and redraft. It's points leagues in general. And uh, so this auction game specifically applies to auction points leagues, but just auction, auction. I think all the principles I'm going to go over apply to auctions in general. And I got a special treat for y'all. On this on this show, at the beginning, I'm going to give you my game. I'm going to spend about 20 minutes on auction game. And then, and then, a little bit later on tonight, I'm going to pause the, I'm going to pause the stream. Then later on tonight, I'm going to come back in with y'all for a brand new, we're going to do about, let's say, 20 to 30 minutes. I don't know how much. We'll just, we'll let it ride of a live auction so you can hear the game that I'm putting down on this podcast applied. And you're going to see how it works, how you can get that bag in your auction drafts, right? Going to be really, really dope. And so the auction, uh, the league that we are going to be drafting tonight is a points league dynasty. In It's in the Gorilla Dynasty family, which are all points league dynasties, 
and we share a lot about them on this show right here. Have some amazing at the group. I just can't express how awesome these individuals are. All sharper than your boy. These are some real, real, real silverback gorillas in this league. I'm going to be shouting out on this podcast too, using some of these guys as examples. I'm really proud of what they do in these leagues. Uh, it's just an awesome, awesome, awesome thing to be a part of. Your boy is is the commission, but really it's a weird setup for us because it's like everybody can process their own trades. Everybody has keys. Everybody's a veteran. It's fast access. Nobody bitches and whines and things like that about uneven trades. It's just it's the it's the business. It's the it's a fast fast action market. Shark Tank. Very few, if any, restrictions in the league. Deep farms, and it's just it's a free for all. It is it is the gorilla show. <laughs> the fantasy gorilla show is like the father league for all of these. The one we just drafted recently was the Pygmy Gorilla Show. I'm going to talk a little. I'm going to use some of the examples for the Pygmy Gorilla Show on some of this auction game that I'm giving you right here at the beginning of the show. And then the draft that we're having tonight is called Diamond Handed Apes. And I got that name, of course, off of the stock market stuff that's going on. I'm a big GME guy. I love the movement, man. I love the movement. I love, I love even the idea of sticking it to the hedgies, you know. And uh, and and the Mets owner Cohen, oh, he must be he must be crapping in his pants right now. Robin Hood gets the big, you know, gets gets the. We gotta keep it. We gotta keep it PG rated on the Gorilla Show. Ah, but diamond handed, diamond handed apes, and so it's if if you know the stock market reference about diamond hands and and the ape thing with GME, it's like we're all we're all just a bunch of apes taking on Wall Street, taking on the. On the um, too big to fail hedge funds, that's where I got the name from. There, right. So diamond handed apes. That's the points league auction that's going to be going on tonight. It's a fourteen teamer, so it's giant. We're not going to be able to cover the whole auction on the show, but we're going to be able to cover some of it so that you can see. And um, maybe you know what? Because I we might we might do different. I might like pause it and come back in at a different point of the auction. We'll figure it out. But you're going to get some live auction coverage on this one. And I know that some of the gorillas in this in the league have been real vocal on the fact that they want this podcast to come out good because I did one for the Pygmy Gorilla Show, the draft that we just did, and I unfortunately put a something called a gate on it, and the file got ruined. It was it was to keep the noise from the background because the kids are running around. And it just, it flatlined the file so that my waves were gone and you could just kind of hear whispers. It was so frustrating. I think I had some some fire content on that one too, uh, especially because these guys were, were doing some crazy stuff. Uh, my man, Josh Robb, uh, who, um, uh, who, who now goes by the name Gark, Gorilla and Shark, the Gark, fantasy creature, he called before the draft. He said, you know what? I'm gonna. I'm getting Garrett Cole. It doesn't matter what I have to pay. I'll go up to 300 on y'all. And he was willing to go up to 300. He paid 95 bucks for Garrett Cole. And here, you know, here's the funny thing. Here's the funny thing. You know, in these points leagues, because you know how pitching goes in these in these points leagues, especially now, it's like the stock is through the roof. He probably would have had to pay more in trades than 95 dollar worth if he was going to try to pry that from somebody else. So it wasn't that bad of a buy. It was it it wasn't even by far the highest. Uh, I mean, it was the highest pitcher. It was the highest player, but not only by a couple bucks. 
and he was willing to go to 300. So he put his balls out. Bam, got him. Uh, got him. Show, showed him off <laughs> and uh, went for that 95 bucks right there, Garrett Cole. And there were some great performances in that draft. I, I, I just, you know, I'm going to touch on a couple of them here and there. But uh, we are also doing on these, you know, auctions are notoriously long and drawn out. So we have a bunch of veteran players. So and some of the rookies that are in the league are, are veterans in other formats and things like that. They're just really sharp. So we do a six second clock instead of the normal like 10 to 12 second clock. So it cuts the auction time in half. But you got to be quick, though, because it's like six, five. Four, three, two, one, boom, done. You got a bid, and you can get caught slipping. And um, and my man Ryan from Seattle, uh, sports writer, uh, he does a bunch of stuff on Yahoo. Real sharp cat. He was he was getting a few over in that draft, like just a, a few a, a few quick timers. Like, oh, snuck that guy through, snuck this dude through, snuck a top prospect in for four bucks, three bucks, bam, bam, smash, and he was killing it. There were some uh, Richard. Richard, my man, uh, warning track power, goes by a bunch of different kind of names. He's like a mad scientist. Uh, he auction bullied the draft at the end, started snatching up a bunch of $2 players, held his money in a bag. Uh, we're going to talk about that strategy a little bit, uh, too, as well. There were just there were some tremendous, tremendous, tremendous performances in that draft. It, and we're going to today have another one and do the live stuff on the show. So a little, a, a, a little bit of game here. Auction game. I'm gonna go. So, I got ten principles for you. They could, they could. It could be the ten auction commandments if you want. I did the t- ten trade commandments, but these ain't really commandments. These are more. You know, you can. This is what I've gathered. Auctions. First of all, before I get into the ten, let me let me say this real quick. Best way to start your dynasties is an auction. Everybody gets access to the whole pool. There's more skill involved. There's more valuation. For a complicated word right there, that's about as as complicated as an ape will get for you. There's more valuation in the draft involved. Everybody gets a shot at every single player. No like snake and a luck where you know, hey, there's going to be a chance where you're going to there's there's five for sure aces and and if you're drafting in the top five of your snake in a points league, you got a leg up on everybody. None of that in the auction. It's really cool. It's really addictive. I recommend it to everybody. Auction draft, way to go, especially for a dynasty. You got a redraft going, keeper, whatever, fine. You know, I still prefer auction, but snake's fine. You want to get a draft over with. You want to get one in. But hey, if you're if this is your team, you're going to be having for life. You better darn have a shot. It's an auction. It's for life. Keep you get you keep everybody as long as the league's going. And you know, gorilla leagues never die, boy. Um, want to make sure that you have a shot at everybody. So with that said, auction game, auction game. I learn, I learn something on in every single one of these auctions. I'm gonna share this with you now. Auction game number one. Each auction has its own soul. So that's my lazy way of saying number two through ten. You can't hold me to any of them, man. You know, if if one of them's wrong in your auction or whatever, this is just the aggregate because. Each auction really does have a life of its own. It, it has its own soul because it's it's composed of fantasy players and hopefully good fantasy players, sharp minds that have different strategies and are going to try different things. 
and uh, they're not. Everybody's not going to bring the same approach. Everybody's usually going to learn from their previous auctions. Everybody. Sometimes the rookies are going to perform the best because they're going to come in and not try to outthink the room and be super smart and just take good values and and things like that and be conservative. Come up with a good team every time. That way, each depending on who's in there, each auction is going to have its own soul. So never think that you're going to be able to devise a strategy, go into an auction, and it's going to work the same every time. It is just not. Each auction is a different being. It is a different creature, so so to speak, metaphorically. Know that. Number two, early nominations. Here we get to more objective principles. Early nominations beat the FOMO spike. And if you know what FOMO stands for, that's fear of missing out. There is going to be a FOMO spike at some point in the draft. In, in, in auctions... For dynasty po- dynasty points, your fear of missing out is usually going to be related to aces going off the board. And so there's, oh, oh my goodness, there's only five possible aces left. And so you thought you saved your money to get one of those aces cheaper. And then all of a sudden, 45 minutes into the draft, an hour into the draft, everyone's bidding these aces up even higher, even though they got less money. And you missed out. Because of of the fear of missing out at that point, they're like, "Shoot, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get some of these guys. I gotta get one or two, and there's only five left." So the supply goes down, the demand goes up. You get that FOMO spike, fear of missing out. How am I gonna trade for these guys? Oh shoot, my roster don't look good without one of them. You start to look at the pitchers left in the in the queue, and dude, you're like, "Wow, I got, I gotta get, I gotta get me, I gotta get me in on this." Money goes out the window. Early nominations is a way that you can that you can defeat that. Be willing to come into your auction and spend some money early, early. In the last auction, and, and this is something that I kind of really, I used to always have that conventional strategy of just tossing players out and 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 getting people to spend and things like that. And that that works. But if you want some deals, some of the best deals. Use early nominations, beat the FOMO spike. Um, the first player nominated in the Pygmy Gorilla Show uh, was was Shane Bieber. That was the first player nominated. And I took him up to 70 bucks. I wasn't planning on winning Shane Bieber, but I took him up to 70 bucks. And I didn't even like the price that much. I figured he would go for 90, but I was like, I didn't really want to spend 70 on a single player. I, I wanted to kind of spend between that 50 and 55 and get like six or seven aces, possible aces, ceiling guys. So I'm up to 70 on Bieber, and then all of a sudden, and, and then just there's no there, there's no more bids. And it says Trader Joe has won Shane Bieber for 70 bucks. I'm like, whoa, that's pretty freaking dope. I mean, I didn't plan on it, but I will take it. Because then you see Jacob Degrom going for eighty-five, which is still not awful, right? That's pretty. That's that's it is what it is. Then you and and uh, uh, my man, my man Dynasty hands Mike Cortez won Jacob Degrom for for ninety-five. Then Jack Flaherty again. He uh, a Cortez spent eighty-nine on on Jack Flaherty in that draft. He spent eighty-eight on Walker Bueller. But I mean, so. You know, and this is this is the value. Like I said, uh, 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 Gark Gark spent eighty one on G- on Giolito. So this is kind of the market. He spent ninety five on Cole. This is this is just what 
you know, they go for it. 70 on Bieber was an absolute steal. 69, my man Big Bopper, the Aussie. He's so he's just he's just a big bopper, man. Shout out, man. Shout out. This guy, I've shouted him out previously on the show, of course. He's just he's just a veteran gorilla. Always comes in, always gonna give you the quality, always active on the trade market, never bitches, always gets his, you know, he's he gets his in, in these leagues. He wins leagues, takes him down. But if he doesn't look, if he'll 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 no risk it, no biscuit. He'll put all the chips in. And if he he doesn't mind being first or last, and he's first a lot. He's just a great player to play with in the in the in these leagues. He he, my man Tyler Glass. Now I'm bid, I was bidding him up, bidding him up, and and I I just kind of t- I I pressed I pressed the button. I said I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bid on this guy anymore. I love Glass. Now he took Tyler Glass. Now went for sixty nine. One more dollar. Shane Bieber. Everyone has Bieber ranked one. Glass. Now I have Glass. Now ranked eight or eight or nine. Right? Don't I? Your boy, Trader at Glass. Now looked fantastic in his last spring outing firing gas but then i had to pay what i i paid i had to pay glass i what i paid for glass now was like equal to 69 bucks to bopper i paid like three top prospects two solid bats <laughs> a lot um but that's just to show you the the principle of you want to early nominations beat the fomo spike another one that that your boy and i'm just not just using my examples, obviously, but I, I had two of these early in this draft. I made some bad. I'll, I'll, I'll do. I'll go over what I did bad here in a second too. But I got a Cunha for sixty-eight bucks. Sixty-eight bucks for a Cunha. That's that's a freaking steal, dude. That's a steal. And man, the reason it was the fifth nomination. Willing to spend early. Willing to go high early. Juan Soto went for seventy-eight. I mean, pitchers going for twenty more dollars than Juan Soto. Gark got him for twenty. Got him for seventy-eight bucks. Got him for seventy-eight bucks. My man Jay Moore, my boy, my boy, uh, got Tatis for seventy-nine. These are all good prices early in the draft. My man Noah, no, Noah Miller, man, always another another very very reliable killer gorilla. Sixty-eight dollars for Mike Trout in. In uh in Pygmy Gorilla. Early nomination. 68 bucks for Mike Trout. 66 for, for Trevor Bauer. These are great prices when you when you figure that it is it's almost $30 more for some of the other guys, right? Great, great, great stuff there. Early nominations. These are all these are all early nominations. Uh Noah got Trevor Bauer at $66 at at thir- on the thirteenth nomination, people are still trying to save their money. People are there's a big queue full of their stuff. They're not really pressing the button, hitting it really hard. All this stuff, dope. Wander Franco went for thirty three dollars to uh, to my boy Ron, uh, Killer Ron. He's 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 amazing. That's that's a great price for a Wander in Dynasty. Uh, I mentioned Ryan. He got Trey, Trey Turner nominated third. Thirty nine dollars, thirty nine bucks for Trey Turner. Monster. Monster. Cheap monster. Cheap. Cheap, 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 cheap. Yeah, you see? That's what you can get when you go when you go early. When you go early. See, Flaherty, one of the more expensive guys, is 34, and now he's $90. Zach Gallen at 37. Noah had to pay 85 bucks. That's 15 more than Bieber. And Gallon was nominated 37th. So now you're starting to see that fear of missing out. Got to get this ace. Got to get my aces. I'll pay the extra 15. Screw it. 
Boom, boom, boom. Glass now at 69. That was that was 65th. That was 60 the 65th nomination, a dollar under Shane Bieber. So on my first nomination, I'm going to I'm gonna nominate one of these guys. I'm gonna no, I'm gonna nominate something like this. And we are going to in the in the draft tonight, we're gonna see, we're gonna apply that principle for you. And we're gonna see how we're gonna test that principle for you. Early nominations beat the FOMO spike. Number three, you want to bunk buck bunk. You want to buck conventional strategy trends. So nominating players to get others to spend on them early is a conventional thing. Everybody it's written about every you look up how to use an auction. It's like everyone says, Hey, here's what you do. Put a guy out and have somebody else spend on him. So put a stud out that you don't think you're gonna spend for, and then let somebody else waste their money, and then you'll have money left over. Doesn't doesn't work. It doesn't, it does not really. It's not, I mean, it doesn't work it to like a fire extent. It's not great. Because you got that FOMO spike, then you got to ride over the FOMO spike, and it's really only after you past that FOMO spike and everybody shot their wad. If you hang on to your money, then you can bully the draft. So you want to buck the conventional strategy trends, figure out what everybody's going to be approaching the auction auction like, and then you want to go the other direction. So prices are, number four, prices are relative. So the industry auction charts that you see, and I, I probably should have brought one up for you, but you know, oftentimes they'll have guys like at the most, like your best values are going to be like between i mean the the highest values are going to be like between 60 and 70 bucks 55 to 70 bucks that's like the highest you should go according to these industry charts don't ever 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 base your auction off of those charts it's a very very stupid thing to do don't do it do not do it on average auction auction it's about 10 it's 10 dollars per player that's what a standard auction is. So if you have 43 spots to fill, it's going to be 430 bucks. 10 bucks per player, you're going to have a bunch of dollar players. You're going to have a bunch of two to five, and then you're going to have really expensive guys. And the values are relative to the draft. Remember, number one, each auction has its own soul. So it you're going to see there's going to be guys that you get for $85. It's fine value, even though you're like $20 over the so-called like auction chart value. Never go buy those. You'll get you'll end up paying more in trades. It's all relative to the uh, to the to the actual auction that you're doing. Number five, this is this is an important one because this is something that I always do. I always break this one. I'm not going to break this one tonight. I am not going to. This is one of the ones that you do when you think you're too smart for the room, and I'm certainly not too smart for the room. I shouldn't act like I'm too smart for the room because I'm not too smart for the room. Number five, you do not want to drive prices up on guys you are not willing to have just because you don't want somebody else to get a deal. You don't want to do that. You will wind up with a ton of $16 value players that you don't really want and then you will have to, you know, and then you won't have the money to spend on your target. You'll be you'll be pissed when the guy that you had stashed in your queue Goes for eleven bucks, and you're sitting there, and you and you said, "Dang, do you see?" That's the thing. You want, you see guys getting a value, and then you see like, you see somebody bidding on, they're bidding nine dollars on Javier Baez, and nobody else is bidding, and and it's just like, oh my gosh, my opponent's gonna have a nine dollar Javier Baez. That's ridiculous. I can't let that happen. 
No way, please. You know, I can't let I can't let that happen. So your strategy coming into the draft wasn't you weren't gonna bid or try to get yourself a deal on Javi Baez, but you didn't want somebody else to get a deal on Javi Baez. You were jealous. You were like, no, 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 that can't that team can't be awesome. And so I gotta make sure that I drive that value up. And so I actually did that in this draft. I saw, I forget who it was. Somebody had like a bid. It was like eight, nine bucks on Javi Baez. I hate Javi Baez in a points league. Hate him. I mean, I think that he's good. He might have a good opening because his numbers should regress. And he was just absolutely awful last year. So he might have a hot streak, might be able to get some value for him. Definitely not a target. Definitely not somebody like I need on my team. But, and I had a whole bunch of guys in my queue that I did need on my team. I did really want. And Javi Baez, like, so I'm seeing this and I'm like, okay, I got to bid this up a little bit. And so now I get in a dollar by dollar bidding war with another team for Javi Baez. And I end up winning him for 16 bucks. It's not awful, but you do enough of those in your draft. I mean, you do one or two fine, whatever, but you do two of them. That's 30 bucks. And that's something that you could have, you would have had $30 to spend on something nice. And instead you got like two Javi Baez's, which you can't never get what you want for two Javi Baez's. You offer two Javi Baez's in the trade for that $30 piece. And you, they're going to be like, reject, reject. And you're dang, dude, I now I'm stuck with freaking Javi Baez just because I didn't want somebody else to get a deal. You got to kind of have an open hand. You got to allow people to get deals. Let them do it. You do not bid. Do not bid on the player unless you are willing to spend on that target. Unless you want that target for that amount, don't drive the price up. Unless it's like small little amounts, two, three, four dollars, and you're seeing it and you're like, oh, I can't let that happen. But you start going up a little bit on these, it's it's just it's bad money. You wind up with a bunch of them. I did that with Charlie Blackman, eleven bucks. Ended up having to put him as a piece in in a five player deal for for Brandon Woodruff. <laughs> you just don't you don't you don't want to do that. Um, you know, uh, uh, it's it's so and then yeah, I was I I missed out because I did that. I missed out on you know, some players that I really, really, really wanted to get that I had targeted. I allowed, for example, I would trade three Avi biases for Luis Patino on the raise. I would in a points league all day. I, I, I love Luis Patino, but Luis Patino went at pick 231 in the draft because I wanted to get cute with people. He went for seven bucks to my man Brew Crew out there in, um, of course, in Milwaukee. I mean, holding it, holding it down. Kale, he just a just a really, really sharp, sharp player. Snatched Patino seven bucks. Tried to get him as a throw in on a, on that on that Woody deal. wasn't happening. Uh, gave up. I mean, a lot for a lot for Woody. Top pitching prospects, bunch of stuff. Um, another one. Uh, Jay Moore snatched up AJ Puck fourteen bucks. Love Puck in the spot in the in the starting pitcher's relief pitcher spot. Right there could be fire, a lot of points, fourteen bucks. If I wouldn't have spent, you think I wouldn't spend two Jave Baez's to get Puck for fourteen, sixteen? Yeah, I push. So don't push players up unless you actually want them on your team. Don't be scared to let another team have values. If you give, you should receive. Let them have it. You know, let them. Oh, nice, nice play. Go ahead. Spend your eight nine dollars on on Baez. Nobody else wants to match it. Have an awesome value for your squad. Totally good. You will save your money that way. You will have it for your targets. There's enough of your targets that you have to spend on that you can't waste money stopping other people from getting freaking values. It's not a good thing to do. 
Number, you will be pissed. Another thing, it's easier to spend in an auction than to get a stud on a trade block. It, it definitely is. So big point of what my strategy is, is to, is to spend in trades, get players in trades. Got tons of material out on that. That's probably why you listen to the show. But I want to give you something right now. If you're, if don't be afraid to spend in an auction to get somebody, because whatever you spent, just the general rule is like if it's a if it's a big name player or a very popular player, a player with a lot of or a player that w- with a with a ton of upside, a fun player to own like Glass. Now, chances are the team that wins Glass now is going to value them higher than what their ranking is on a on a fantasy sheet, right? So you're gonna pay you're gonna end up paying more the, to, to acquire that spend the extra couple couple of bucks to get the guys that you have to have you're not gonna be able to get all of them okay you think you need to have everybody you're not gonna be able to get all of them at all I mean we can let's do let's do some quick math let's do some quick math for you right here on right here on the fantasy gorilla show say you have a uh, a four hundred and thirty dollar budget right? And you wanted to spend, so you're going to have to, let's just say for dollar, let's say you're willing to, you got to get 43 players and then you are willing to do $1 players for 20 of those, 20 of those players. So that would be 21. So for 20, 22, sorry, 23 players left, 23 players left. Now you are going to have. $410. $410. If you divide that, if you divide that up by uh $410 divided by 22, I'm butchering this. It's under 20 bucks a player. So you know, if you if you were going to like evenly spread out your money between kind of like half your roster, you're only going to you're you're about $18.63 for everybody else. And nobody wins good players for $18.63. So you're really going to only have about, you know, a couple of those $70, $80, $90 players that you're going to be able to have, a couple of $40 players, and, you know, some some mid players and then a bunch of $1 players. Make sure you know you, you, are, you are using that money for who you want. It goes fast. It goes fast, but do not be for those ones that you do want. Don't be don't be afraid to spend a little bit extra. Number seven, fill your queue with your targets. So it's easy to be uh, to allow your reason in one of these drafts to get drowned out by the uh, auction adrenaline. Winning players is fun. It's awesome. Like you get that little rush. Like ooh, cool. That's it's one of the reasons why everybody likes to do auctions. You don't want that kind of emotion to rule your auction. You don't want to be ruled by that at all. Bad thing. So make sure that you, one of the ways to overcome that is to fill your queue with your targets. Look through it. Put your main targets in your crew, in your queue. Make sure that the the target, the if you, unless you nominate that player, the top person in your queue is what's going to be nominated. So make sure that you pay attention to that. You don't want to put somebody you don't want to nominate at the top and then just let it select when your turn is up. So be conscious of that. But I would fill your queue with those targets so that you can see as they leave what you have left, and it will help you discipline you be disciplined where you're not spending money on people who are not in your queue that you don't really want. So important right there. 
uh, fill your queue with a bunch of players. It'll help you keep track of, of all that kind of stuff. You'd be surprised how many people do not do that. And it's very important. That will give you a guide to go by and you'd be like, ah, yeah, I don't want to, I, I need to not be ruled by, by that and, and pressing a bunch of buttons. Now, number eight, do not be, uh, do not worry about get, uh, about getting cute and hiding players for the end of your auction, unless they're like outside of the top 200. Don't, don't try to hide your players. Don't think that you're smart and everybody else. You're going to be able to hide somebody because chances are at the end of the day, it's unless you have a, a strategy of bullying and you're going to let everybody go and you're hiding like more obscure players. Yes. In that case, fine. But if it's somebody, you know, you don't want to do that. You don't want to try to hide them from hide them from the room. Just go ahead and let them be nominated within the flow and and contest for them and bid for them. And you'll be surprised where you get your values. You think all your values are going to be later. Not freaking true. At the end of the draft, it's it's definitely a time for value. It is a time always for value. But to have money to bully that value, you're going to have to pass up a lot of crazy value at the beginning of the draft. And there's some drafts where the middle has some value too. There are those drafts now where people come out like swinging and are ready to their their strategy is I'm going to go get I'm going to I'm going to put my guy up, I'm going to get him. There are those. But they're very rarely like one after another at the beginning of the draft. Usually there's a a, a a soft zone at the beginning where you can get your stuff. So don't get cute. Try to stash somebody. Just 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 put your guys out there in a in a timely fashion. Bid. Get your freaking money. So number nine, uh, saving your money and bullying at the end of the auction. It's a viable strategy. As long as you want a team full of values and you're not that picky on your targets, on your main target guys. So if, if that's okay with you, that's cool. You want a whole bunch of uh, what like what Richard did at this draft, bullied the draft at the end, just a whole bunch of like $1, $1 prospect guys. It was, it was like totally ridiculous what he did on this one. I did it in the original Gorilla League, used them all as trade ships. And out, and I had the highest score in the league that year in terms of uh, scoring points. Uh, I beat everybody by like 150. It's a viable strategy. Uh, sh- uh, shout out also to Tinstap, uh, Danny and Mitch. They they're their league champions in the original Gorilla Show. They're going to be in the draft tonight. So excited about that. Those they are a two headed monster. Work on the same team. Uh, two people. I could never do that, but these guys are just like so. They're each individually great, but then together, they're like bad sides cancel out. They're they're good sides cancel out the other's bad side, and they're just it, they're very very hard to go up against in fantasy. So <laughs> shout out shout out to those guys. Uh, trying to get a trying to bring this up for you there anyway yeah this is this is taking too long i there were just a bunch of a bunch of one dollar two dollar top prospects that went at the end of the that went at the end of the draft that richard nabbed and yeah anyway uh but don't do that don't bully the auction unless you are willing to to not go on the main on your main targets you're you're getting who they left over who they left out, that's who you're getting. You're going to get them all at values. You're going to have a ton of good players. You're going to probably be lacking top studs, but you're going to have the most chips. You might have the most value on your team as a whole. You should. And then also, this is a viable strategy if you're willing to cash your chips. So 
target the teams that overspent on studs, especially team that shot their wad on a couple studs. If you bully the draft, that's somebody that you want to target afterwards. Make sure that if you're saving money, you're bullying the auction, you're coupling it with an aggressive trade strategy on those that shot their wad early because that's who you want to feast on if you do this. If you just do this and then hold your squad, it's cool, but it's not going to be very exciting for you. And you'll definitely have a solid squad, but it's going to be hard without any main stud pieces, things like that. You know, somebody will blossom during the ceiling or whatever. But this is a better strategy for those who can use those pieces that they buy on the trade market. If you're not much of a trader, I, I don't think I would recommend the bullying the auction strategy for you. And bullying the auction is just shaving your money, not spending it, being disciplined. And then at the end, everybody's got no money and you get anybody who you want. Okay. And then number 10, there is no such thing as the perfect auction. So you will always see a value that you didn't get or someone that you paid so-called too much for. There's no such thing. And then you're like, dang, I need to do another auction. This is like our, this is our third, this is our second gorilla show auction that we have in these leagues. And a lot of the same heads are just doing it again because they want they want to per perfect their craft. Of course, they want to play during the season, but this is like this is the Super Bowl during the season. It comes right now. It's not really a championship. Everyone knows they look forward most not to. I mean, the championship, sure, but the auction. The auction is what the highlight is, and so they want to win the auction. They want to they want to dominate it, and they always learned we always learned what we did previously and now we want to apply principles that's where a lot of these principles come from of course that's where all of these principles come come from you're always chasing that perfect auction let me tell you something it doesn't exist you don't have the money to get all the values that you see you don't have you just don't have it i mean in a you'll always see value you didn't get uh, or somewhere where you paid so-called too much but you got to keep chasing that unicorn, though. You got to keep chasing that perfect auction. It doesn't exist, but it will drive you to be better and better and better and better. And it's a real sport. Auction drafting is the best. It's it's a real sport. So with all that said, those are your principles right there for auction dynasty points leagues. I will be back in a little bit here. I will be back, and I might break this up into two episodes for you. And release them one one by the other, but it'll be the same stream here, same stream, just so it's not too long. I I'll break the yeah, you know what? I'll break this up into two episodes for you. I will drop this one now. So if you're maybe the league gonna between there's two hours to the draft. I'm gonna drop this one now, and then I will be back with the live auction feed part two of the auction game strategy, the dynasty, uh, the the diamond handed apes. Dynasty League's auction tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. It's going to be fire. It's been your boy, Trader Joe, with the Fantasy Gorilla Show, powered by the weekly streamer. I'll be back in a bit. Thank you all for listening. I appreciate you. Once again, the Fantasy Gorilla Show with Trader Joe has been brought to you by the Weekly Streamer. Make sure to subscribe to the Weekly Streamer Dynasty Baseball Podcast, available on all platforms. And join the Weekly Streamer Dynasty Baseball Group on Facebook. Hit your boy Trader Joe on that platform for further assistance. Yeah. It's your boy. It's your boy. It's your boy. It's your boy.